Hey, it's Ange, and welcome back to Ange's Audio Diaries. So I'm recording this shortly after recording and posting my first episode, and just listening back to the episode, I realize that this whole talking and fear of talking is an insecurity. Because when I'm listening back and hearing myself talk, TBH, I would rate my cadence to be pretty good. I pace myself. I pause. And listening to my structure, I'd say that given I didn't do any cutting whatsoever, I think I did a pretty damn good job. And so it's funny, right? Are it not in my head? I was thinking that I was way more rambly than I was. But in reality, every single time I finished a segment, I wrapped it up. I thought that I was talking too fast, but I paused. I thought that my voice was shaky, but you couldn't hear a damn shake in my voice even though my mouth is like within 10 centimeters to my phone and could have picked up any shake in my voice whatsoever. So if you can hear my voice is a bit more confidence, that's because... I think even recording the first episode, I realized that, wow, this insecurity is in my head. I'm not necessarily bad at talking per se, but maybe the insecurity isn't the verbal talking. It's more of the trying to feel comfortable in front of other people. So I'm pretty proud of myself if you can't tell by my tone of voice. Yeah, insecurities. I just, I wanted to share that this insecurity about talking through my voice, it's, sometimes it takes doing the thing that you're scared of and actually taking the time to reflect, and for me, in this case, listen back, to realize that the insecurity is in my head, which is really mind-blowing to me. It also makes me wonder, again, I don't have a plan for this, again, not edited, but Are there any other insecurities that I do have that perhaps by trying the thing and with practice, I could become less insecure about? I'll give you a story about a past insecurity I've tried to overcome. I have a few, but I would say given that I will be graduating soon from university, things that I was most insecure about were interviews both the behavioral question and answer, and then also um, my background. So I'm in business school, but I'm also going to software development. So for that, I have technical interviews, which, again, both behavioral behavioral interviews where I have to talk about myself, and then technical interviews where I have to talk about why my code works and my thought process while coding. It involves a lot of talking. You would think that for coding, right? You, 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 the stereotype of coding is that you're just like sitting there, you see all these crazy lines of code, it's like, oh, yes, I hacked into the mainframe. Like, no, when you're coding, especially in these interviews, you're talking like the entire time so that the interviewer knows exactly what you're thinking and they can help you out so you guys can work together to come up with a solution. But okay, back on track. So both behavioral interviews and technical interviews had been and have been were they're no longer an insecurity of mine and i'd say for the past year yeah half a year 
um, actually, no. I'd say, oh wow, okay, I'd say in the past two months. Okay, I spent maybe one month of really seriously practicing behavioral questions. Uh, it, it did start off with me calling a friend, crying, being like, oh my gosh. And, and, and keep in mind, I barely knew her. It was more of a classmate from a group project. You probably know who you are if you're listening. Thank you for helping me. Um, like, I cried. She was like, okay, how about I run you through some behavioral questions? Like, tell me about yourself. Um, what's a conflict that you had to resolve? And I got so nervous. And I, I was giggling a lot because I giggle when I get nervous. I smile when I'm nervous. I, when I talk like this, I, I, I have a smile. I sound happy, but I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> like, oh man, I, I felt so nervous. But that was the first foray into practicing with another person and talking about myself. And I don't know at what point, but... It was probably like the third, fourth behavioral screening with HR that I realized, huh, this, as I as long as I say it one or two times, I have my story about why I'm interested in software development, why I want to work for a certain company, what are some of the products I'm most proud of. It got easier with practice, going through the fear one at a time, a few times, makes it easier. And... It's funny, the fear, right, it holds us back from trying the thing, like literally clouding my perception of my own voice, for example, in the first episode, clouding my perception of my, of my logic when talking to other people in an interview, when in reality, the more you... I guess the more you do the thing, even though you're scared, your brain collects the evidence that, hey, I can do this thing. So for example, with interviewing, I realize, oh, hey, I, I, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty empathetic person and I can carry on a conversation with people. So it's like, oh, hey, I can talk about volunteering with this HR recruiter. We can both talk about being women in technology like I have stories and internship experiences that I can talk about where I learned specific skills and by explaining it a few times I also realized that whether or not they hire me doesn't is not a reflection on how well I interview perhaps they had better people and they just were looking for them it has nothing to do with my worth as a person so I'd say yeah, that practicing behavioral questions with a friend and then also doing the interview a few times, mock interviews over a few times, experiencing the embarrassment of not having a good answer, and then realizing that I wasn't going to disappear and I wasn't going to die, like it would be okay, it made it easier. So again, insecurities following through and practicing with them, collecting evidence that you will survive even if you're embarrassed and the worst case scenario happens, makes the insecurity a lot less scary. And on the flip side, for tech, even this also applies to technical skills. One thing that a lot of computer science students like me, we are afraid of is, oh man, you show up to the interview, they tell you to sort an array, they tell you to like... 
<laughs> fizz buzz. You know, <laughs> it's a buzz fizz. I don't even know. Like they'll give you some technical question. It's, think of it as a puzzle, right? They give you a bunch of for in the non-technical terms. Think of it. It's like here's a problem. We're not going to tell you how to solve it, but you need to think about all of the class material you've learned, any internship experience you may have, and try your very best to like throw your thought process at this question. Not gonna lie, my first two internships, I like, I freaked out in my, inter- in my interviews, and frankly, they, I got lucky they accepted me, even though I didn't do the technical round, <laughs> but for technical interviews, that got easier by practicing through technical interviews, but it also helped to for me to watch a video. There's this uh, website called interviewing.io, they have a YouTube channel, and there was a recording of how someone behaved in a technical interview. They had a very specific structure to think about. Can you give me some examples of how this problem can be solved? And then they think about the most basic way of solving the question. Then they optimize the question. So meaning they find a way to solve it in a faster and more space-efficient time. And that was the very first evidence in my brain that I saw, okay, if I follow the same structure, then I may be able to, you know, interview. (laughs) So I think, you know, over time, studying the material, doing a lot of leak code, technical questions, talking through my thought process, following that video, and for my comp sci folks, cracking the coding interview, the whole, the whole like framework of, um, what is it, best conceivable runtime, and like there's, there's a whole structure in there that I, that I would really recommend, interviewing.io is a great resource to watch or listen to anonymous mock interviews to figure out how to behave, or oh, not even behave, how to best express yourself, that was the very first piece of evidence that gave me the confidence to know that if I sounded similar to that, not identical, but just be able to express those like six different elements, then that is a foundation that this idea of technical interview is no longer like this big looming threat, right? This is an example of how someone has solved it. And so that was the very first piece of evidence I needed. And of course, as I kept accumulating, you know, different interview experiences, um, you know, not all of them are the same as like leak code questions. There were system analysis, uh, system design questions, React questions. Like, there not all of those questions were what the, that mock interview looked like. Not all of them are data algorithms and data structures, right? But having that piece of evidence, just again practicing it by going through the real thing, looking interviews for practice, it became easier. And I know the next time, I mean, I'm very grateful now, I do have a job lined up. The next time that I, if I, if, you know, I were to switch jobs, I know it will be a recurring insecurity. Like, I will have a bit of hesitation before I jump back into interview prep. But I do know that with this whole evidence in my head that I've been able to be comfortable with behavioral questions, been able to be comfortable with technical questions, the insecurity will take less time to readjust and cope with. 
And then same for even recording this. Um, knowing that I had recorded that episode, my first episode, and been able to listen back, not be annoyed with my own voice, but actually listen to the pacing and the thought process behind my behind my talking, I now have some more confidence that the things I'm saying have some form of structure to them. And hey, I put in the description that this was unedited and there is absolutely no expectations. I literally haven't even published this yet, so like it's totally fine. I'd say that yeah. Behavioral questions, technical questions, those have been big insecurities that I was working on professionally. I'd say in my personal life, an insecurity that I have taken years to adapt to is body image. I definitely watching Olivia Dandria YouTube channel, Glow Up Diaries, that was helpful for me to see someone else, you know, learn to take care of themselves with better habits. That insecurity started in grade seven, I'd say. Watching a lot of K-pop, being around people who were really insecure about their bodies, starting puberty, when your body's changing, that definitely was the start of my own body insecurity. I didn't ever had like an eating disorder. I didn't do anything like alarming to my body. So I've always, you know, been relatively healthy with that. But that body insecurity, how did I get over that? How have I coped? Yeah. For my body insecurity, how did I get over my body insecurity? I'd say that it was after, it was a mindset shift of seeing my body as just a way to be alive and exercise as a way to take care of myself rather than as a punishment. That was the big shift for me and I'd say it was after my car accident. After... Oh, after my car accident, I, you know, had to, I was, I went to physiotherapy. I wasn't, I wasn't badly injured, but I had a lot of muscle strain and soft tissue injury from being flipped over. And so I started doing yoga with yoga with Adrian, a lot of fun. I started doing yoga to stretch out my body, stretch out my neck. Cause I'd always have a lot of neck pain. And that was the first time of seeing exercise as a way of taking care of my body rather than as a punishment. With that in mind, I started having a habit of, I was interning at the time and there was a gym at this internship. And so we, like, I would be at the gym in the morning, I'd be stretching my body, and then I would start working. I really enjoyed having that routine I realized that as my body started recovering and my muscles you know I wasn't in so much pain I started walking on the treadmill trying to walk on the elliptical that gave me I really really enjoyed the feeling of like I would get a bit of a sweat taking a shower I really like taking a shower after exercising and 
so that turned exercise from like a, oh this is a chore don't like PE didn't like it in high school into more of a enjoyment of taking care of my body knowing it's making me stronger knowing that this is the only body I'll have and I live as long as my body can survive like literally does this body I, I, I'm gonna be dead you know like this is my only body so seeing exercise as a form of taking care of myself I guess yeah because in my past my body image was like oh I don't like my thighs they're like not stick skinny like k-pop girls and like oh I have I don't have these abs etc and it's like oh that was viewing my body as an object I was objectifying myself right so yes now I'd say a year ago a year and a half ago was when I was recovering from my car accident it's when and then a year ago I realized now now that I had associated being in the gym with stretching out my body really like getting a bit of a sweat and taking a shower after it I started really like the whole idea of exercise as an enjoyment factor rather than a punishment. A year ago, before you know, COVID hit, I was trying to do some blogilates at home. Like in the past, ever since like grade nine, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do blogilates. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get these abs, get that booty. And it's like now instead, I liked the feeling of. I think it was watch. It was watching Cassie Ho's like. 90 day journey through like social media and for her to exercise not for image not for anyone else but for herself that really spoke to me because I felt like I wanted to rebuild some strength since I had this newfound appreciation for my physical body as a vessel and within the past year I'd say that it's weird for me not to exercise <laughs> ironic because I didn't exercise today but it's like I know something's missing and so I've now felt that seeing my body as a way to take care of myself has helped me with that insecurity. But instead of being insecure about my physical strength and my workout abilities, yes, my first workout video, first Chloe Ting challenge, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I was insecure about that. But with practice, of course there were physical results that came in over time. I did get more toned. I was, did start developing some muscle definition. And I conceitedly sometimes check myself out in the mirror. Because I think I'm hot. But like, that aside, my even before then, and my pride came from knowing that I'm taking care of my body. And that I was showing myself love through doing that. So that mindset shift really helped me and I mean for more people who have that mindset mindset shift I know Linda Sun on YouTube her channel talks about that a lot apparently so I would recommend her for that mindset shift but yes that is how I'd say I coped and am now have a much healthier relationship with what I eat how I exercise and how I view myself Physically, have I changed that much? I maybe lost like a few kilograms, got a bit more toned, but my body structure hasn't changed that much. I was never like overweight. And 
genetically, I've learned that through exercise, I tend to put on muscle relatively easily. But it was just my own beauty standards in the past, watching K-pop, watching these really skinny people and idolizing something different that mess with me so that insecurity and in contrast to the behavioral interview questions which were an insecurity of a lack of practice and it comes from like disliking myself doubting my abilities this one this one i guess took a mindset shift it took what it took a accident for me to realize how important my body is um and in terms of the building physical strength that took practice and finding rewards in the exercise like the nice feeling of being stretched out the nice feeling of taking a shower after working out that's what helped me with those that body image exercise eating insecurity so yeah that's the much the most i think i can cover today for insecurities if there's any more that i can think of we can definitely talk about this later have another chit chat part two but for now i will leave it here this i'm surprised it's been i've been able to talk for this long and that things have been relatively cohesive i believe so thank you for listening feel free to dm me See you on the next episode. Bye!